Hello, and welcome back for another episode of The Advantage. I'm Michael Fiddle, and on today's episode, just me, myself, and I. Nonetheless, an important and helpful episode centered around what bets I am targeting heading into the NBA playoffs. I will discuss teams that I'm backing, teams that I'm fading, players I'm backing, players I'm fading, and finally, NBA playoff theories that I will be backing and fading as well. Before we get into that, two things. I need to, again, recap our ridiculously hot start here on The Advantage. This has been more unsustainable than the world's plastic usage. Since joining the Sports Ethos team and making my picks public, I'm 10-4 and four in my official wager pass and Discord plays, plus 5.76 units, and an insane 15-2 and two in my podcast recommendation. That is plus 13.25 units. Combine these together, and in only a few weeks, I am up plus 19.01 units. This is truly a hot streak unlike any other. Of course, I'll take it. It is really nice it comes at the start of tracking everything publicly because I think it gives me some sort of instant credibility since I'm new to the space of talking and showing people what I'm betting. I've been doing this on my own for years and years, but now that it's open to the public to see, I'm really happy that the hot start again sort of validates what I'm doing. Although, if you have been listening to this podcast and you've heard me talk about important numbers, defined keywords or talk about the principles of bankroll management, I think it's pretty clear that everyone would be like, this guy knows what he's doing. So, since I am off to such a hot start, the second thing before we get started is I want to quickly remind you guys where you can find me. Of course, this podcast. It will continue to be the main and most in-depth source of my thoughts and discussions around what bets I will be making. So make sure you are subscribed and be ready for episodes to continue like two to three times per week. Second, on Twitter, I created the handle AdvantagePod underscore SE. I post thoughts about some games and lines, so make sure you are following me there. Last, the Sports Ethos Wager Pass and Discord. This is where I submit my plays along with a quick write-up of why I'm taking that side. I really recommend getting the Sports Ethos Wager Pass Not only do you get access to my picks, you can also get access to cappers in the sports that I do not cover. The MLB season just started, and we have some great MLB guys with proven and tracked records as well. Okay, let's talk NBA playoff hoops, and I'll explain teams and players to start. In the East, Milwaukee is my safe money team. It seems to be lining up where we may get a 2-7 matchup between the Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets are barely behind the Bucks in futures odds as the team to reach the finals out of the East. If they face each other in the first round, I'm suspecting a line of Bucks minus 160. Bucks minus 160 or better, to me, is an instant bet on the Bucks. For Bucks players, to no surprise, I will be backing Giannis. The Bucks are one team we can expect to profit on from a player props perspective early in the postseason. The Bucs play their guys around 32 minutes consistently throughout the regular season. In the playoffs, this spikes to around 38 minutes. 
Simple math here. Six minutes is half of an NBA quarter. That's a lot more time for a guy to accumulate some numbers. If a Giannis points prop comes in anything under 31, give me that. I suspect right now, if the series is Nets-Bucks, I'm playing Giannis' points prop over 32.5 or less. He averages 29.9 in the regular season, and the idea that the game slows down and there's less scoring in the playoffs, something I'll discuss later, we may get lines right around his season average of 30. That will be a gift from the basketball gods. Back Giannis' totals early in the postseason before the numbers adjust to his minutes. The guy I'm fading on this team is Bobby Portis. Amazing season for him. But Lopez is back, and he's a key cog in their playoff defense. If a Portis points total comes in at like 12 or under, give me the under. I just don't think he gets enough minutes. I will also be looking to play the overs in Bucks games. This team shoots a lot of threes, allows the other team to shoot a lot of threes, and play so fast in transition. There's an idea that the Bucks have an amazing defense because they have guys like Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Brooke Lopez. To me, it's more of a situational defense. They can get stops when they really need to in crunch time. They throw different looks and different defenders at guys. We saw them double-team KD late in their most recent overtime game versus the Nets. But they do not want to play a slow-it-down game because they are amongst the best teams moving in transition. Next, let's discuss those Brooklyn Nets. Fade them. This is a very simple take. I don't see this team winning two playoff series. I just think they have too many holes and no depth. Their defense... Swiss cheese. They play three guard lineups of Kyrie, Seth Curry, and either Patty Mills or Goran Dragic. They can't keep doing that. It will get attacked and waxed in the playoffs. I'm hoping to get Cleveland plus eight in their first play-in game. I think Cleveland gives the Nets real rebounding troubles and will be a defensive force. If the Nets aren't shooting well, that game can be really troublesome. I'm hoping to get Patty Mills points prop around seven or eight points, and I'll be playing the under. I think Mills is going to be getting DNP CDs, aka did not play coach's decision. So I'll be sure to fade Patty Mills. He's been so good in big games throughout his career that saying this may come back to haunt me, but he just doesn't fit well with this team anymore. Mills was playing well in the beginning of the season when Kyrie was active or part-time, and that was before in February, Seth Curry and Goran Dragic showed up. To me, those days of Mills being a key part of the Nets are long gone. Assuming the Nets get out of the play-in and into the dance, I will be looking to take the team against them in the first two rounds, likely regardless of opponent. It's shaping up to be either Milwaukee and then Boston, or Miami and then Philadelphia. I'd sign up for it right now. Give me Milwaukee. Miami, or Boston in a series versus the Nets. Philadelphia, that one I'm unsure of. Because the 76ers are the third team I would discuss and my second team to fade. It's looking like a 76ers versus Raptors first round series. I predict the line comes out around 76ers, 2-1 to one odds, minus 200, and the Raptors plus 170. I think I'm taking the Raptors anything plus 180 or better, so I'm not expecting to be on the Raptors, but I might be. 
They're so versatile, gritty, tough, switchable. They're exactly what the 76ers aren't, and that can give them troubles. Also, we just found out that Matisse Thibel can't play in Toronto because he's not vaccinated. The 76ers are the better team, but the matchup is daunting, and I think Raptors at plus 80 would hold some value. However, in support of the 76ers, I will be looking to play some of their overs for their team total. This team just gets fouled so much, and they get to the line relentlessly. This team scores when the clock is stopped, as many as like 30 points a game. We'll see how the whistles blow in the playoffs, but the 76ers players will be trying to get the refs involved. Team totals for the 76ers, sub 106, I'll be playing all of them. I like it up to 110, depending on the matchup. And like I just mentioned, with Thibel out, it could help the over because Danny Green comes in and he's a better shooter and a worse defender. Last take on the East, the Iceman, Trey Young. I will be playing his player prop over if it comes out anything less than 31. He's the kind of guy who goes down swinging. So if it's a play in game, give me Trey. Okay, let's move out West. For this one, we really need to see how the matchups shake out. As of right now, it's not currently in our favor. It would be the Dallas Mavericks playing the Utah Jazz and the Warriors against the Nuggets. For me, both of those are like a no-bet series situation. I will be playing individual games, but I'm not looking to make any series bets when the line comes out. However, if the matchup shakes out and it's Denver versus Dallas and Golden State versus Utah, then we're talking. The team I'm backing in that situation, Dallas Mavericks. Luka season, baby. I think he's about to go nuclear. This team is completely heliocentric around him. It reminds me a lot of the Rockets with Harden, except Luka has only been taking on this load after the deadline and after the All-Star game, so just like the last third of the season or so. I don't think he'll deal with the type of burnout that James Harden did in previous playoff runs. This team around Luka also plays gritty defense. An amazing superstar, a strong supportive cast of players who know their role, and like I said, a gritty defense. That's the formula for playoff success. Luckily, they will not be running into Kawhi and Paul George in the first round this year. If it is a Dallas versus Denver series, give me Dallas anything under 2-1. to one. I think this is the year that Jokic doesn't even push a series to a Game 7. For the same reason I just backed Luka, Jokic has been carrying too big of a load for too long, and it's time for the flame of that candle to go out. The Utah Jazz are a team I just cannot figure out. I've backed them so much the past few seasons, and they've made me so much money being reliable in the regular season, but they have historic playoff busts. Everyone wants to turn the page on Utah, the Gobert and Mitchell crew, but I don't know why I'm just not ready to do that. I think I'd be putting down a little bit of money on the Jazz if they draw the Warriors as they're reintegrating Steph. The Jazz have been a collective group for so long. I think they can knock off the Warriors if they aren't in their groove yet. The Clippers are another team I'm backing. I'm hoping they draw the Grizzlies and can prey on their inexperience. If it's Timberwolves, Grizzlies, and Phoenix versus Clippers, I likely will not be playing this from a series perspective and will just be playing individual games. Okay, 
Let's wrap this up by talking about NBA playoff betting theories. The first is the game slows down and there's less scoring in the playoffs. This, fade. I've already mentioned a few over spots I'm looking for. I think the players today really only know how to play with pace and space. They just run and put up too many shots for me to think that this game is going to slow down drastically. If we see two offensively-minded teams and the line comes out, let's say, 215 or 220 even, I'm playing the over. I'm looking for overs with Timberwolves, Nuggets, Jazz, Bucks, 76ers, Nets, and even the Celtics until we see Timeler back. Celtics lines may be deflated because all the talk about their stellar defense, but they're missing their best defensive player. I'll probably avoid playing overs on matchups with the Cavaliers, Heat, Mavericks, and Suns. The Eastern teams I just mentioned, Cavs and Heat, don't have enough reliable offenses for me to play a playoff over. The Mavericks and Suns, on the other hand, have the ability to lock down on D enough that I don't want to play the over on those teams either. Utah is another team I will love to play the overs for. They have a reputation of a strong defense, but actually, they're an offense first team this year. Okay, so I just said I'm going to fade the NBA playoff theory of less scoring. The NBA playoff betting theory that I will be backing is first round favorites. For this, check out my wager pass and Twitter for the active plays, but taking the favorite in the first round covers above the 52.4% nearly every season. Last season, first round favorites were a ridiculous 28 and 15 against the spread and 30 and 13 on the money line, both of which are very profitable results. I don't take the favorite in every game, but I play the favorites over the dogs like 90% of the time I'm on a first round spread. This is something I'm looking to do again this year. Finally, a pro tip is betting on a series price for a team after a loss generally holds some good value. If you like the team at the beginning of the series, it might be a smart bet to take them after they lose. Think last year. In the first round, the Suns were down 2-1 to the Lakers, and the Suns were a plus 375 to win the series. Of course, they came back and swept it. Similarly, the Bucks were more than 4-1 odds after being down 2-0 to both the Nets in the second round and the Suns in the finals. Of course, the Bucks went on to win both series and become NBA champions. Don't be scared to bet a team to win the series after losing one game. Let other people overreact and get better value by holding true to your thoughts and beliefs about these teams before seeing just one game. Okay, I hope this helps, and I hope you guys are as excited as I am for the playoffs. Back the stars, fade the role players, bet overs and favorites in the first round, and fade Brooklyn. Next episode, I will be joined by correspondent Austin Vernon and guest Gibby Graves. We'll see if Gibby can earn his promotion soon like Austin did. That episode will come out this Tuesday once we have the matchups and odds secured. All right. See you soon. Peace.